0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It Fun, Fabulous & Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Heli and I'm your host. Now, this is the second part of a two-part series in this podcast about when you have no appetite or quite a low appetite during eating disorder recovery. So, in part one of the series, I spoke about the experience of no or low appetite in eating disorder recovery and discussed why appetite can be low at various stages in the recovery process and yet why it's really important that you still push on and keep eating even if you don't have a significant appetite at that moment in time. So if you haven't listened to that episode already, then pop back and have a listen to that one and then come back to this one. In this second part then to the series, I want to provide some tips to help you to keep eating in your eating disorder recovery, even if you do have a very small appetite at the time, or a very small perceived appetite, because I think often our appetite is much higher than we realise, particularly in the early stages of recovery, when you've yet to really recognise how strong your mental hunger is. But before I go on to talk about the tips in how to keep eating, just a couple of other things to quickly touch on. One of those is mental hunger. So I did speak a little bit about mental hunger in the first episode, and you'll find information elsewhere in my podcast series, in my blog posts, on what mental hunger is and how to recognise it if you're not familiar with the concept of mental hunger. But at this point, I just want to mention that when you're thinking about hunger in your recovery, you might try to convince yourself and those around you that you're just not hungry because you are physically full. But in recovery, it's really vital to recognise and respond to the mental hunger that you have, just as much as any physical hunger cues that might come along. Because in recovery, if you only respond to the physical hunger, then you won't be eating unrestrictively, meaning you won't rewire those restrictive eating pathways in your brain and ultimately you won't recover, even if you do end up eating a bit more than you were. So recovery means eating to all hunger, whether that's mental or physical, and being honest about what your body wants and is asking for and when it's asking for it, no matter How high it takes your intake no matter how bizarre some of the cravings are that you get during the recovery process. So you know you might decide in your recovery that you're not hungry because you don't have a stomach that feels empty or is growling but it's vital you recognize and respond to all that mental hunger which probably is quite high as well as the physical hunger signals that are less obvious and some of the less obvious physical hunger signals can also be things like headaches or feeling trembly, even if you don't feel that your stomach is you know, empty or, or feel the, the stomach hunger. And just three other things to be aware of when it comes to your appetite in recovery. And these three things are that number one, anxiety will reduce your natural appetite. Number two, stress will also reduce your natural appetite. And number three, exercise, because it puts your body under stress, will also reduce your natural appetite. So therefore, to allow your appetite to really, really come through as it really should, you need to find tools to reduce your anxiety and stress levels, relax as much as you possibly can, And of course it's always recommended in recovery that you need to be avoiding all unnecessary exercise anyway. So having said that let's go on to look at some of the tips on how to keep eating despite having a low appetite or a low perceived appetite in your eating disorder recovery so that you can really stay on track. So the first tip is to remind yourself that your body is hungry, whether you feel it or not. A body that has been given insufficient fuel, creating an energy deficit, is hungry and it needs food. Yes, eating without an appetite might create mental and physical discomfort, but at the end of the day, you need that food to heal, both on a mental and a physical level. So just keep eating. Tip number two is, as I've just said, recognise the mental hunger, even if the physical hunger is absent, or even if you do feel physically stuffed or unwell. The thoughts of food, the food seeking behaviours, so by that I mean things like shopping, recipe checking, meal planning, all those good things. The keeping busy to avoid eating, the noticing what other people are eating and the wondering if it's time to eat yet. All of these things are signs of mental hunger and that your body needs food, even if your physical hunger is low. So remind yourself that a brain that is satiated does not guide you to food thoughts because it finds other far more interesting things to think about and to do. So if your brain is guiding you to food, it's for a reason and that reason is it wants you to eat. The next tip is to always have a baseline minimum that you eat every single day, no matter what your appetite is. And keep that minimum there, but always be aiming to exceed it by a long way every day. And when I say have a baseline minimum amount that you need to be eating every day, I don't mean by that that you need to have a meal plan or a calorie amount. Please don't start counting calories if it's not something you do at the moment, and if you do, then you need to find ways to stop that. I mean a baseline high amount of food that you know you need in order to keep well and to keep yourself in recovery. And for most people, if not everybody, this looks like very dense foods at least every two to three hours, usually a lot more frequently than that, no matter what. So keep that baseline minimum, eat that every single day, no matter what your appetite is. The fourth tip is when you do have any inkling of hunger, whether that's physical hunger or mental hunger, eat as soon as it hits, no matter what time of day it is or night it is. Because the more you can do that, the more you can respond to that hunger, the sooner your body is going to trust that sending you hunger signals is a worthwhile exercise because finally it recognises that you're responding to those hunger signals. And then it's gonna allow your appetite to come through to that level that it always should have been really quite high. And next, when your hunger is low, aim for energy-dense foods. And yes, they will be the ones that are terrifying but that's also kind of the point for the sake of your recovery and for the sake of rewiring. So if you feel like your hunger is low, eat good highly dense but low volume foods. And by that I mean things like really rich ice cream, proper chocolate, chips, crisps, donuts, cheese. Add butter and oil and cream to things. Really make the food you are eating as dense as you possibly can. So do everything you can to add energy to what you're eating without adding extra bulk so that your body still gets the energy that it so desperately needs. And as I've said before, if you can get that energy on board, hopefully that will then help to stimulate your appetite and it's also going to help your digestion. So as the last tip alluded to, you also need to avoid the filler, bulky, fibrous foods that your eating disorder probably loves, but your belly doesn't, especially as you need to be consuming so much more in terms of energy and fat and other good things like that in recovery. Here I mean avoid the fruit, the veggies, the cereals that are all bulky, harder to digest and have very little true energy value to them. You can eat these things again when you're recovered but at the moment while you're going through the recovery process, the really energy dense foods that aren't as bulky are your best friend. And the next tip is to eat significantly more than you have been in order to stimulate your appetite. So in the first episode, I discussed how the body will switch off your hunger signals if it perceives that it's in an environment of food scarcity and that hunger often needs to be ignited with more food. So if you have an ongoing low appetite in recovery, it's very likely that you're still not eating enough for your body to trust you enough that the famine really is over. And so it's not going to rev up your hunger engine until it can really trust that there's food available if it does send those signals through. And it might feel like you're eating enough at the moment because you're eating more than you were. But if you're not getting the hunger, there's no harm in pushing your intake consistently higher than it is at the moment. And just see if it doesn't kickstart your hunger properly when you do do that. And the next tip is to recognize that anxiety, exercise and stress all cause low physical appetite because they put the body into a stress response mode where you're releasing more adrenaline, which is an appetite suppressant. Now, this is a basic survival response for the human body because a stressed person needs to prioritise escaping the danger that's causing the stress and escape it and not sit down and eat. But unfortunately, in eating disorder recovery, if your stress and anxiety is triggered by food, then sitting down to eat is exactly what you have to do despite the blunted appetite in order to make sure that in future food becomes less terrifying and will start to reduce the likelihood of you developing a stress or anxiety response whenever you look at a donut. And with that, exercise also kills your appetite for the same reasons that stress and anxiety do. So to our caveman brain, The reason a person would have been out running or engaging in significant exercise would have been to escape danger. So exercise puts the body back into that adrenaline pumping stress response mode, which will blunt your appetite. You shouldn't be exercising in recovery anyway, and you'll find that if you allow yourself to sit down, rest and relax, and find ways to feel less anxious when you do so, that actually your appetite is very likely to become much higher when you do. Then there's the good old things like hot water bottles, belly massages and wearing elasticated waists. Deploy all those good old tools to help you when you're feeling physically stuffed and bloated or have stomach cramps. Use these tools and then keep on eating. The stomach discomfort won't last forever But while your stomach is adjusting to more food, it can be quite uncomfortable, but you can get through it. And the final thing is that if food has become less exciting or enticing in recovery, it's probably because you've allowed yourself to fall into a rut of what you eat and when you eat, even if it is much more than you were eating before. So make sure that your recovery And what you're eating is constantly evolving. And I did a podcast episode a couple of episodes back about making sure that you are always keeping your recovery evolving, keeping it moving forwards. So have a listen to that one. Keep your recovery evolving. Take the time to reflect on what you're eating now, where the fear and avoidance still arises, and just keep shaking your recovery up so that you're constantly facing new challenges, facing new foods, facing new eating situations, and keeping your recovery moving forward. And I can guarantee that if you are constantly giving it a good shape cup, constantly finding new ways to push into recovery, that it will keep things interesting to your brain and you won't get bored and switched off by food in the way that you might think that you are at the moment. At the end of the day, eating disorder recovery means forcing yourself to eat when you don't feel like eating and even when you feel physically unwell. Because if you want to get recovered and sustain your recovery long term, this is a skill you really need to acquire and become quite an expert in. Hunger in recovery can be a luxury and if you have hunger, let it take you as far as it possibly will. But when your hunger isn't there, you don't get to eat less or not eat. You have to eat as much as you possibly can, no matter what, or the eating disorder will use that low appetite as a powerful weapon against you recovering. And then you'll still be listening to podcast episodes like this in another couple of years, and I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. At the end of the day, recovery can't go wrong if you eat a lot of food, no matter what. So just keep eating. I hope that's been helpful and one or two of those little tips were things that you can take forward into your recovery. Either way, keep going with whatever you're doing at the moment, whatever stage of recovery you're in, keep eating a lot of food, keep sitting down and keep pushing forwards into your recovery. I'm Helly. If you want to know more about me, you'll find me on hellybarns.com and otherwise I'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.